Thanks for joining us here at New Song Church, where we're helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions at all, or just want to learn more about us as a church, you can go to mynsc.org happenings. It's the best way to stay connected with us throughout the week. And now, check out this week's sermon. So my message today, I'm going to jump right in. My message today is just for those of you who are feeling stuck. Maybe you're feeling stuck in your faith. Um, Maybe that's not your current situation, but you have been in this situation in the past. Or let's be honest, you're probably going to be in this situation sometime in the future. Uh, Faith, as the Bible describes it, in Hebrews is the evidence or the assurance of what we do not see. So we talk about having faith in Jesus Christ. We talk about having faith in his plan for our lives. And all that means is that we are just assured. We have the assurance of what we do not see. There is a plan there. And faith, it can be difficult, all right? I don't want, to th- I don't want you to think that everything's gonna be depressing today, that all I'm gonna talk about is how hard life can be. But It's hard for all of us, even us as pastors. Just because I have the title of pastor doesn't mean that that faith journey is any easier for me or any of us pastors. We're walking through the same things that you guys are. Um, Faith can be difficult for everyone. So again, don't don't get depressed. I'm not just gonna talk about the bad things, but I do wanna talk about um, how faith isn't easy. But I wanna show you that it's possible to, to become unstuck and it's possible to move forward and hopefully I'm gonna give you some tools on how to do that. You don't have to stay in that place of being stuck. I wanna equip you with some of those tools that you can use to maybe unstick you from your current situation, what, what, whatever you're in, or maybe a future situa- situation. So new song, would you pray with me this morning as we get started? Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity that I have to speak your word. God, I pray that everything that comes out of my mouth would just be of you. God, I pray a blessing on my church family. Um, Thank you for giving us the opportunity to gather here together this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're gonna start in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18. It says, but forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I am going to do, for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. So being stuck, it means not moving, right? When I envision being stuck, I envision like my shoes are glued to the floor or maybe like that quicksand you see mostly in movies where they're stuck, maybe up to their knees. But what I want you to think about this morning first, before we jump into any of this, is what do you think your next step should be? To get unstuck, we have to know where we're going, right? We have to be able to move in a direction. So what step of faith is God asking you to take? There's always gonna be a next step. As we move through life, there's always gonna be a next step that we can take. There's always gonna be a step of faith that's an option. And I want you to take just a moment to think about what that step might be for you. Maybe that next step is putting your faith in God and surrendering your life to him for the first time. Maybe it's a job change that you need to make. Maybe it's a decision, a hard decision that you need to make, or maybe it's just a big decision. Maybe it's the step of starting something new, or maybe it's starting to serve in the kingdom of God. Whatever that step might be, it's gonna take movement. It's gonna mean veering off from whatever your normal course is and taking a step forward. I think as we go through life, I know this is true in my life, sometimes I don't realize when I'm stuck. 
or maybe it's not so much being stuck, but you're, um, you've become just in neutral, right? The temptation is that we allow life to happen to us, and when life is good, we just kind of roll forward with it. Or when life is bad, we just kind of roll backwards. I think a lot of us tend to live our lives at the mercy of our seasons that we're in in life or that the mercy of whatever circumstances we're in. It's just, and that just means we're living our lives based on what's going, around, going on around us and we don't have to do that. The Bible says that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So we don't have to stay in this stuck place. No matter what you're stuck in, he is greater. And if you have surrendered your life to him, he's gonna be in you, right? He's given us the opportunity to choose. And like Pastor Justin has been talking about the past couple of weeks, he's given us the power and the authority and the dominion in the kingdom to become unstuck. So keep that in mind as we go through this. What is my next step need to be? So we're going to start in the book of Exodus today, chapter 14. And this is the story of the Israelites. They have just left the captivity of Egypt and they are coming up to the Red Sea Starting in verse one, then the Lord gave these instructions to Moses, order the Israelites to turn back and camp by Pahiroth between Migdal and the sea. Camp there along the shore across from Baal Then Pharaoh will think the Israelites are confused. They are trapped in the wilderness. Once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will chase after you. I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. After this, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites camped there as they were told. When, the word, when word reached the king of Egypt that the Israelites had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds. What have we done letting all those Israelites, Israelite slaves get away, they asked. So Pharaoh harnessed his chariot and called up his troops. He took with him 600 of Egypt's best chariots along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with its commander. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh the king of Egypt, so he chased after the people of Israel who had left with fists raised in defiance. The Egyptians chased after them with all of the forces in Pharaoh's army, all of his horses and chariots, his charioteers and his troops. The Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel as they were camped beside the shore near Pahiroth across from Balzaphon. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them and they cried out to the Lord. So the Israelites are here, they're camped at the Red Sea and they're stuck between the Red Sea and the Egyptian army that is just barreling down on them from behind. Okay, so then in verse 11, it tells us what they did. So they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. So the first step we have in getting our faith unstuck is just to forget the past. That's number one, forget the past. The Israelites, they wanted to go back to Egypt. They wanted to go back to the past because that was what was familiar to them. Their past was slavery. So it wasn't a great past. But in their minds, at least in slavery in Egypt was gonna be better than the army that was barreling down upon them that was probably gonna kill them, right? At least in slavery, they had a roof over their heads, probably. They, made, they probably had food to eat. They at least gave them enough food to survive so that they could work as slaves. 
So that, at least to them, was better than what they were than where they were stuck right then. So you can go ahead and raise your hand on this question if you want to. But how many of you know someone who likes to live in the good old days? Yeah, they like to tell stories. They like to um, just kind of live in that part of their life or just in the past. It's easy to live in the past because it's all around us. We see it every day. We literally carry the past with us. Most people have a photo library of the past in their pocket, right? Now, don't get me wrong. I love a good walk down memory lane. I love to look at pictures, all of those things. But the thing is, is that we tend to dwell on it. We tend to make that the priority, right? We're so stuck in the past and we dwell on the past so much that we can't move forward. Have you ever noticed that your five senses, so your taste, hearing, smell, to name a few, your five senses are connected to your past. Our emotions are tied to our senses, which are tied to our past. So think about it like this. Let's say maybe you walk into a kitchen, something is baking, and you smell whatever that is. And all of a sudden, in your mind, you're transported back to that Christmas when you were five years old, and your great-grandma was baking whatever that dessert is, and just somehow that smell triggered that memory. Well, once that memory is triggered, it also triggers the emotions that you felt, Hopefully the, the joy of being able to eat the apple pie or whatever it is, but, or maybe it's a song. Maybe it's, you hear a song on the radio and you think, and maybe it was your wedding song. And then your emotions, your senses are connected to that because you hear it and then your emotions go back to that spot in your past. And that's for the good and the bad. Sometimes those, sometimes smells and things, they can trigger bad memories too. A few years ago, I tried a new shampoo and the first time I tried it, the smell of it, all of a sudden, I had this memory of being in my great-grandmother's living room, playing with these two little monkeys that, like, Velcroed together. And it's not, my grandmother, my great-grandmother died when I was very young. So it's not a memory that I consciously could remember. Like, I never would have come up with that on my own. But somehow, the smell of that shampoo, I don't know if one of the scents in it was the same as the shampoo my great-grandmother used to use or or maybe her house just smelled like that, I don't know, but whatever that was, that transformed me back to that memory and I could remember having fun playing with those two little Velcro monkeys. So our senses and our emotions are all connected to our past. And we tend to stay there because it's familiar. It's familiar to us, we've experienced it before. The Israelites, they wanted to go back to Egypt because it was familiar. It seemed better than the future that they didn't know about or that seemed terrifying, the army that was barreling down upon them. But God says, again, we'll look at Isaiah in, in chapter 43, but forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. So the word forget in the original Hebrew, it actually means to stop mentioning Stop protecting and stop listening to the past. So stop mentioning, stop protecting, and stop listening to the past. And that means good or bad. So sometimes I think when we think about our past, we're like, oh, I need to forget all of the bad things. But sometimes we have to forget the good things too because your past victories can also limit you. I didn't know that was a thing. As I was researching for this morning, our past victories can also make us feel stuck because some of us think that the good things that God has done in our life, whatever that may be, 
Maybe it was a huge blessing. And we think, oh, well, that's a good thing. That's the best that God can do. But that's not the case, right? We don't want to limit God like that. Just because that's what we're used to and that's what we're familiar with, it might've been a blessing, but God can do more than that. So don't be limited by your past victories, but also don't be defeated by those defeats. So to unstick our faith, we need to forget the past because we can't even imagine what the future is gonna be like. In Ephesians 3, it says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Some translations use the word imagine, above all that we can even imagine. Another great example of this um, is the story of Abraham and Sarah. I'm not gonna read it, but I'm just gonna take you through it a little bit. So the Lord had promised Abraham that he was gonna be the father of the nations, that his descendants were gonna be more numerous than the stars, and those were gonna come from Abraham and Sarah. Well, at this point, they still had not had a child. Sarah was in her 90s, and she still had no child. And it had been that decade since God had promised this the first time. Well, Sarah, she hears it again. She hears the promise of God again, and this time it's a little bit more specific. This time it says, you will have a child by this time next year. And she laughs. So when I... When I read this, I kind of imagine it like, she's like, <laughs> yeah, right, type of a laugh, right? She's, she had 90 years of experience telling her the opposite of what God had promised her. That's where her reference point was. So she had all of that experience, and she allowed her past experience to put limits on God. And she asked her past for permission to believe God's promise. God was pretty specific in this promise, he told them, you're going to have descendants that are going to be more numerous than the stars. And then he told her, you're going to have a child by this time next year. She didn't believe it. That's a pretty specific promise. Sometimes I wish God would talk to me that specifically, right? That was pretty specific. But she asked her past for permission to believe it. So this is that next point. Don't ask the past for permission to believe God's promise. God has promised us so many things. We don't have to ask our past for permission. New song, I think God is gonna make you laugh. You don't have to use your past as a measuring stick for what you're gonna do in the future or even what you're gonna do today. We can't imagine it because we have no reference point for the blessing that he is gonna give us in the future. It's hard to go somewhere you've never been, right? Or that you've never even heard of. So I am a, um, when it comes to vacations, I'm a planner, I don't know if any of you are like this, but I do my research. I need to have the hotel booked, the car booked, the flights booked. I need to have restaurants booked. I need to know exactly how I'm gonna get from my hotel to the restaurant, the traffic. I need to have options A, B, and C ready to go in case something is not booked. Like I'm, those of you that know me, you know this is the case. I'm very much a planner. Um, and even just driving from point A to point B, it could be as simple as driving from my house to the church here. I, I have the route that I take, and right now on 31, there's construction, and I'm not a fan because it throws off my route. It throws off my plan. Well, my husband is a little bit different, all right? He, not so much maybe for vacations, but we'll be driving down the road, and he'll be like, oh, let's go this way. Like, well, but we know that we're gonna get there by going this way. Why do we need to go a different way? Well, just because, like, let's see what's over here. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that because I am very much a planner. I can't, I can't do the research. I don't know what that road is gonna be like. What if it's covered in potholes? Like, that sort of thing. So I struggle with that, but we can't research the future. 
right? That's why we like to stay in the past because we can't research the future. We don't know what the future is gonna be like because it doesn't work like that. But if you want to find the answer, if you want to find the blessing, then what we need to do, we need to get out of here, we need to get out of our past, and we need to get into here, right? Because this was here a long time before this was, right? And this is the only research that we need to do. This has been here for a long time, and it might not tell you exactly like, okay, you need to go to this place at this time, and this is the blessing I'm going to have for you, but the promises of God are there, and he promises that he has a plan for us, and we need to trust him, and this is the research that we need to do. So God, he can do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or think, and we need to let go of the past, and we need to let him do that. So number two, moving on. To help us get unstuck, we need to embrace the present. Embrace the present. So let me ask you this. What's God doing in your life right now, today? Not necessarily what is he, what plan does he have for you, but what is he doing in your life today? Maybe today you're walking through a wilderness, right? He's making a way through that, but you're walking through a wilderness. It's easy to look back to the past or even wonder what's going to happen one day in the future, but it's hard to embrace the right here, right now. But today is where everything happens. Today is where it happens. If you can't worship God and embrace the present that he's placed you in, you're never going to be able to move forward and take that next step of faith. New song, I don't know about you, but I tend to complain a lot. Okay, I tend to complain about what my current circumstances are. I find myself doing that all the time. And it's like, why can't I have this? Or why is this happening to me? Or God, if you give me this, I'll do this. Or sometimes I even, when I'm praying, I find myself just complaining. Like, God, why? Why is this? Like, I just find myself complaining. But you cannot complain your way into a desired future. You can't have a bad attitude long enough for God to say, fine, I'm going to give you whatever you want. It doesn't work like that. Maybe as parents, sometimes you get caught in that, that your kids whine and complain long enough that you give in. All right, no judgment from me, but God's not like that. He's not going to give in just because you complain and whine so much about whatever your current situation or whatever your current season is. So the Israelites, they're stuck with the Red Sea in front of them, the Egyptian army behind them, and they're whining that they want to go back to Egypt. They're complaining about their current circumstances. And then look at what Moses says here in verse 13. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid, just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians that you see today will never be seen of again. The Lord himself will fight for you, just stay calm. So my translation on this is that Moses is telling them, just stop freaking out, okay? Stop freaking out. Sometimes faith in the present means remaining calm and trusting God not only with our future, but with what's happening right now. Everything that God does in your life is a next step of some kind. God doesn't take you straight from T-ball to the pros, Okay, those of you that know baseball, it took, I actually had to get some clarification on this analogy. My husband is a huge baseball fan. He worked in baseball for quite a while. But I didn't know that there are like 10 different levels of professional baseball. Like I thought what you see on TV, that's professional baseball. Like you have your high school baseball in professional baseball and you have T-ball. Like that's it. But no, there are like a bajillion different levels to get from T-ball to the pros. And that analogy makes a lot more sense to me now because there's so much in between 
that we have to embrace where we are right now and that right now is holy and it's a part of our faith journey. He doesn't skip us right to the end. He doesn't skip us to the pros. He has so many things to teach us in between and so many blessings to show us right here in the present. Just like in baseball, they, they're at every level and they learn something there so that they can go to the next level. So back to our story, a few years later when the Israelites, well, more than a few years, but the Israelites are about to enter the promised land. And Joshua, their leader, tells them, prepare today for tomorrow the Lord will do great things. He says, prepare today for tomorrow is when we're going to move. He's telling them actually to, they're packing up their tents, they're getting ready to go. Prepare today for a better tomorrow. Right, we can do that preparing today. That's that next point in your sermon notes there. Prepare today for a better tomorrow. Prepare in the present so God can bless your future. Have you ever noticed that many of the things you want in life or many of the things we desire in life, a lot of times they come on the other side of a big decision or a hard decision. One of the examples I came up with is if you, if you want to lose weight, right, you have to decide today that you're going to eat broccoli instead of a cupcake. Or in my case, I just need to decide to eat one cupcake instead of three cupcakes, right? You have to make that decision today for what you want in the future. Embracing your present, it actually just means that you're choosing your future over that instant gratification. The Israelites, they had a decision to make. They're stuck here at the Red Sea. Were they going to trust in the Lord in their current situation and allow him to move? Were they going to remain calm and allow him to fight for them or were they just going to continue to complain about how they didn't get everything they wanted in the way that they thought they should? Well, God promised us the promised land, but he didn't say we were going to have to do all of this hard stuff in the middle just to get there. A lot of times we obey God, but then when we don't see instant results, we quit, right? I know I've done that before. When I don't see that instant result, I quit. And he's saying, what do you do? Are you looking for instant results? And do you quit when you don't find it? Embracing the present means creating a lifestyle that prepares you today for a better tomorrow. That means you might actually have to try something more than once. I know that's difficult sometimes, but keep showing up. You might not get instant results, but keep showing up and keep trying. Pastor Paul, if you were here last week, Pastor Paul talked about being obedient and how we as a church need to continue to move forward towards our future that God has for us. We don't want to get stuck as a church, we need to be obedient, continue to try things, continue to keep showing up. So about eight years ago, I can't believe it's been this long already, but about eight years ago, I moved back to the Plymouth area and I was looking for a church. Um, I don't know what you call it. I call it church shopping, right? You're, you visit, visit different churches and I was looking for that goosebump moment. I was looking for um, I was trying to, I wanted to walk in the door of the church and I wanted to like, I wanted the light to come on and I wanted it to be like, ah, okay. <laughs> I, I know it wasn't very realistic, but that's the kind of thing that I was looking for. Needless to say, that did not happen, but it seemed like I had visited every single church in Plymouth, Indiana, and we have a lot of churches here in Plymouth, but I wasn't finding those instant results that I was looking for. But I kept showing up, I kept being obedient to the call of God, obedient to the fact that he asks us to keep meeting together, and I kept showing up. God placed me here at New Song, that's a whole different story that I won't go into this morning, but I never imagined that this was the future 
that he was gonna have for me. The word pastor had never even entered my mind. I had never considered that as an, op- as an option in any part of my life. For those of you who don't know, my background is actually in the medical field. I was, I was an athletic trainer for about 10 years. I still am, but I never in a million years thought when I was in college that I was gonna end up being a pastor. That wasn't even on my radar. I didn't even think that word and that was an option until the day that Pastor Justin approached me about it. But little did I know that that was what he was setting me up for. When I was searching for a church, I found this church. I didn't know he was preparing me for a future of being a pastor, let alone a future of being up here on this stage, sharing what he has placed on my heart with you. So new song, just embrace the present. Embrace where you are right now. Allow God to do a work in you right here and right now. Show up to church consistently. Pray regularly. Keep serving Keep reading your Bible. All of those little things can add up. Be obedient to what God is asking you to do today, not just because you're just trying it out, but because you are believing God and that he has a future for you and a plan for you for tomorrow. And he's preparing you for that tomorrow today. So we've forgotten the past. We've embraced the present. And then number three, we're gonna get moving as we allow God to work in and embrace our present, we need to move towards the future. Starting in verse 15, back in Exodus, verse 15 says, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff, raise your hand over the sea, divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they will charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots and his charioteers. When my glory is displayed through them, all of Egypt will see my glory and they will know that I am the Lord. My translation for this one is most, he's saying, stop whining and get a move on, right? Have you ever said that to your kids? (laughs) Stop whining and get a move on. We can't stay stuck. Start doing something in the present so you can move forward towards your future. That last point there, if you don't do anything, you won't go anywhere. You have to take that first step. You have to do something first. God needed the Israelites to do something. He needed them to move so that the Egyptians would have something to chase after, right? The glory that he wanted to display was not gonna happen if the Israelites didn't move across the Red Sea on dry ground, if the, if the Egyptians had not followed them into that and the water had not come crashing down, that's how God was gonna display his glory. They had to move so that his glory would be displayed. Going back to that verse in Isaiah again, it says, see, I am doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? God is gonna do a new thing in you. He's not gonna do an old thing. He's gonna do a new thing. Sometimes I get stuck in the idea that God is gonna bring back something old, something that's already happened. Yeah, he might do it better, but it's gonna be something old. Or that we look for him sometimes, I think, to remodel something old in our life, but that's not what the Bible says he's gonna do. The Bible says he's gonna do a new thing in our lives. If we're gonna get moving, we can't live in the coulda, woulda, shouldas, right? I should've invested in Bitcoin. A couple of you left. I didn't understand that one at first, but now I do. I should have I should have invested in, in Bitcoin. I wish I would have bought a house when the interest rates were low, 
right? We can't live in those coulda, woulda, shouldas because our God, he's bigger than the next opportunity of a lifetime. He's bigger than our worst day and our best day. We serve a God that's more into new beginnings than second chances. And we need to get moving and take that step of faith today. One of the most important steps that you can take if you haven't already is by trusting God with your life and trusting him with your present and with your future. Remembering that you have the freedom to forget the past and we have the freedom to become unstuck by living in that freedom that he offers. All it takes is a simple surrender and acknowledgement that he is the Lord and savior of your life. And that's the best step that you are ever going to take. New song, would you go ahead and stand up with me this morning? I'm gonna give you the opportunity to take that step right now, if you want to. Now is the time. Don't stay stuck, but ask God to be the savior of your life. And now this is gonna be a moment between you and God. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna call you out. The time for publicity and to go public with your decision, that's later on. That's when we have baptism. That's when you decide to, to get baptized. But right now, this is just between you and God. If that's something that you want to do this morning, if that's what you wanna do and surrender your life to Christ, I'm gonna give you that opportunity here. We're gonna bow our heads. And I'm just gonna have you pray this prayer along with me. You don't have to say it out loud. You can if you want to, but you don't have to say it out loud. But just pray this prayer between you and God in your heart. Father God, I surrender my life to you. I know that you are my Lord and Savior and I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross and to forgive me from my sins, to wash those sins away. I pray that you would help me to forget the past, embrace my present, and get moving towards my future. Father, I thank you for forgiving me and for saving me. In Jesus' name. Now we're gonna keep our heads bowed for a second. If that was you, if that was a decision that you just made, nobody's looking around, go ahead and raise your hand up in the air real high. Awesome. See a couple hands. Praise the Lord. The rest of you, I wanna encourage you, just start somewhere. Don't wait any longer. Be obedient and start somewhere. Take a step. Maybe there's something that you've been waiting for, for what seems like forever. Embrace the present where you are right now and start working toward that future. Serve somewhere. Allow yourself to enjoy the holy season of life that God has you in right now. And then get moving towards your future. Allow God to create a new thing in your life and to see where he takes you. Because anything that he does is so much more than we could ever imagine or ever even think to ask him. New song, if you're not sure what that next step is still, if you're not sure where God is leading you, that's what we're here for. We're here to help you. All you have to do is let us know and one of us pastors would be happy to walk you through that and help you figure out what that next step is. And if you were one of the people that surrendered your life to Christ this morning, we have a resource for you as well. We have a little fresh start book. You can grab that at the guest services desk. We would love to know that you made that decision. We're so excited for you and we're celebrating with you. You can stop by guest services and get that this morning. 
new song, my church family, I'm just gonna pray for you as we dismiss this morning. Father God, I thank you for the opportunity to be here together to worship you. God, I thank you for my church family. I thank you for everyone who's here, everyone who's not here, everyone who's watching online. God, we thank you. We praise your holy name. God, I bless my church family this morning. I pray that you would give them the courage to forget their past, to embrace their present, and to get moving towards the future that you have in store for them. Thank you, Jesus. We praise your holy name. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Well, new song, thanks for being here this morning. I hope you guys all have a great week. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life, and we would love to continue on that journey with you. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to mynsc.org contact. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones who God is using to make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Thank you for watching. We hope you tune in next week.